Today's tea is with an incredibly magical human that the divine connected me very synchronistically with, my darling friend, Ebony P., who also goes by Rez Irene. She is a Black, queer, polyamorous woman who's currently training as a marriage and family therapist. And it's truly the tip of the iceberg from what she is here to do. She is so magical. It's the word I describe. And so grounded and so concise with her message for the world. And we met in such a beautiful way. I'm so honored to have her join me for today's tea that is about allowing our emotions to guide us. As women, we really struggle with our emotions. So much of the conversation around our emotions is that we must learn to control them. We must learn to keep them at a minimum. We must learn to not coexist with them and definitely not co-create with them. The truth is, A lot of feminine energy is about rooting into our emotions and looking into what they're teaching us, what they're showing us, and how we can coexist with them and let them move through us. Because a lot of what Ebony and I talk about is that emotions come and go, right? And we can't live our lives just following every single emotion. But Equally, we cannot live our lives being at odds with our emotions and telling ourselves all kinds of stories about who we are because of how emotional we may or may not be. And I think that a lot of this conversation talks about trusting our emotions as the teachers and the lessons that they are. And also distinguishing between feeling deeply and anchoring into your desires which we talk a lot about here versus an emotion because emotions are very fickle. They can come and go. Sometimes they're from lack of sleep. Sometimes it's from your childhood. Not every emotion is created equal. And I've learned a lot about how this relates to owning what we deeply desire. So it's an honor to have Ebony join me for this conversation. And she has so much incredible wisdom to share You know, her passion is rooted in the art of developing and maintaining relationships with herself, first and foremost, and then with others. And she said something that really touched me so deeply, which is she believes we're capable of co-creating our own realities. And each of us are worthy of creating as beautiful of an experience as we will allow ourselves to have. Oof allow ourselves to have. And our experience, this human experience that is very complex and beautiful and full of highs and lows and ebbs and flows and growth and love, this human experience can only come through when we allow ourselves to feel and let ourselves be guided by those feelings. One thing that Ebony said that I just love is that a part of that co-creation is through leaning fully into emotional guidance. And she's really here to guide and assist people in their own process of doing that for themselves. So get ready for the gift that is Ebony. Enjoy today's tea. 
Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. I'm so excited that we're here. <laughs> I just I just dropped into the space and looked over and I was like, there she is. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. Okay. Today's tea is on how we can allow our emotions to guide us. Mm-hmm. And it is with someone I just recently connected with, but don't worry, we're soul family, Absolutely. Ebony Pinnell. Thank you, babe, for being here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm. Thanks for making the time. And I just have to say, Ebony and I met on 2 2022 Mm-hmm. the most sacred potent day of our lifetime likely and that is no accident we completely collided into each other and here this conversation is happening less than 2 weeks later so that's how fast the divine works <laughs> all these twos man all these twos <laughs> i would love for you to kind of give a little intro on who you are what you're doing what you're focused on what you're about anything that feels good for you to share mm, okay so I am studying to be a therapist, particularly in marriage and family therapy. I love kids. I love parenting. I love personal growth. I love the evolution of that is the human being, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything that has to do with the human being. So I'm a student. And I know people say all the time, like, oh, I'm a student of life. I'm a student of life. I'm like, and, and yeah, no, I definitely feel like I am a student of life 1000%. And I feel like I'm here to get my lessons. Yeah. Wow. I'm here to get my lessons. Me too. Yeah. You're here for such a big purpose and it's only the beginning. So just stay close to that. Thank you. Keep that in your heart. So the first question we ask on How So Low, any woman that joins us is, what does it mean to come home to you? This reminds me to give listeners some context of the conversation that we had when we originally met. Yeah. And I was telling you about the meditation that I had. Yeah. And one of the visualizations that came to me was standing in front of this large sequoia tree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And hearing this, what I like to call my inner being, talking to me and telling me like this beautiful, massive tree that you see in front of you is amazing and all of its grandness right but it would be nothing without its roots Hmm. so with that being said just reminding what it means to come home to me means just remembering my roots and staying very much grounded in who it is that i know i am yeah rather than who i'm being in that moment or rather than whatever role it is that i have to fill Hmm. based off of what i'm being told about myself Oh, that story and that dream is meditation. It's not a dream, but that visual you had in meditation really struck me because I have struggled in my life to be grounded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm often (laughs) 
up in the clouds because you know it's hard here on planet earth there's no doubt but we're here for a reason you know I have to ground every day because I do believe that we're here to have a very physical embodied experience yes and it's very interesting that we're going to be talking about emotions today because our emotions can often take us away from the grounded physical embodied experience that we are here to be in transcend bask in Mm -hmm. embrace Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. through all the ebbs and flows and so I'm just so interested to see what comes through us today in this conversation Mm, I love that yeah and it's funny that you say it like that because it's I think this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately actually is just the idea of the fear of emotions yeah you know yes and how that shows up in so many different ways yes we often think about like prime example that has been discussed and i'm sure everyone's aware of like women are often shamed of their emotion right? yes when i take this like more zoomed out look i'm like you know what i'm coming to the realization that everybody is shamed for yes. their emotion 100 percent. it just the shame just shows up a little differently But it really comes down to the fact that most of the time people just don't understand what their emotions mean yeah, and they don't understand how it is that that emotion can be utilized. They're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like everything in our body, on our body, in our spirit, because our body is in our spirit as opposed to the other way around. Yes. So everything about us is there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Our emotions are here for a purpose and they're here to be used as a navigational system throughout this life. Mm. Isn't it funny how emotions are like the major thing that can override just about everything in (laughs) our world? (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because it's a powerful force. And if you can learn how to tap into what that actually means to you, like if I'm sitting here talking with you and I'm feeling joyous and excited and happy, what is that message? What is the meaning? How can I make meaning out of that feeling? Ooh, mic drop, make meaning out of that (laughs) feeling. I knew you'd have a lot of mic drops. (laughs) That's number one. We're about four minutes in. So there you go. I couldn't agree more. My emotions can be explosive mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then they can be extremely watery. Mm-hmm. Then they can be extremely calm mm-hmm. and everywhere in between. And that navigational system, I have not leaned into until mm-hmm. very recently. So I'm so excited that we're going to get into this today. But before we do, Lo has to ask her rapid fire questions to you, dear Ebony, because I'm really curious about your answers, to be honest, (laughs) selfishly. Okay. Give me one word that describes you and your essence. Mm, Expansive. Oh, yeah. I was expanded after talking to you for two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your mantra for life? All is well and getting weller. Mm. Oh, Getting weller. Okay. Mm. Yes. (laughs) What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? Putting on lotion in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just moisturizing, taking my time with it. I love it. Yeah. 
touching ourselves is so healing. Yes. It really is. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? I joined a peer group. Ooh, talk to me about it. So it is the Elite Momentum Forum. Ooh, and what's that about? So I don't know if you're familiar with Peter Sage, uh-huh. but he holds a group where he holds like certain mentorship Oh, excuse me. Elite mentorship forum. Uh-huh. I apologize. But yeah, he owns mentorship forums and he basically creates groups where essentially people come together that they're all focused on their own personal growth, personal development. And essentially you're joining a pack, if you will. Yeah. And you all are just charging toward the very thing that you want to focus on. And it doesn't have to necessarily be the same. Right. It's just having that level of accountability Mm, yeah community yes community on your path to your purpose in your career and your life I love that I love that you did that it's going to expand you there's no doubt I'm excited Mm. I'm excited what is something that can always be found on your table Mm, probably a bowl of lemons okay tell me why I'm curious I love lemons I love lemons because I do part of my morning ritual is I have a cup of hot lemon. water. Me too. Hot lemon water. Hot lemon water is a life changer. I know. It I really know. Is. Who would have thought? Oh, so simple. So simple. <laughs> so simple. But yeah, it's a part of my routine and it helps me to kind of just ground. I drink it when I'm journaling. And mm-hmm, me too. Reading and whatever form of self-study I'm doing that day. Yes. And lemons remind us so much of, they're just joyful when you look at them. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. And lemonade, of course. Yes. We make lemonade out of everything, don't we? Absolutely. Ooh, that's a good one. I have not heard that one yet. <laughs> okay. Last rapid fire, darling. Mm-hmm. What nourishment brings you joy? Creating spaces of love. Wow. Enough said. <laughs> Creating spaces of love. One day we're going to collaborate on creating a safe space for love. And I can't wait. I'm looking for that. Yeah. Well, let's get into our emotions, shall we? Let's see what emotions come up in this conversation live. Actually, I wanted to ask you before we get into some of the flow, what are you feeling right now emotionally in this moment? Emotionally, I'm feeling calm. Yeah, I kept very calm. hearing calm. I feel very excited. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think sometimes when we do feel excited or joyful, we're always tempted to be like, when's this going to end? Mm-hmm. And I'm really asking my inner being mm-hmm. to just bask in being excited. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Can so, I challenge you on something? Yeah, else? go for it. Are you asking your inner being to bask in it? Or is your inner being person. asking you to bask in it? Touche, darling. This is why you expand me. Thank you. My inner being is most definitely saying, just be excited, Lauren. Let life move you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because I think that that's one of the things that our world tells us that we're not supposed to do. Stay grounded, stay focused. And it's not to say that, because I talked about it. earlier being grounded is a great thing yes but to me 
when I think of the word grounded, I mean connection. Yeah. Connected. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes people are essentially trying to say, be realistic. Right. Essentially be numb. Be numb or be so focused on what can possibly go wrong. Yep. Yep. Be hypervigilant. I call it waiting for the other shoe to drop mentality. Yes. Just waiting for it. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And when we believe that the other shoe is going to drop, it just will continue to drop. Yeah. I think you and I have navigated a lot of our own journey in terms of that we co-create our experience. Agreed. We co-create our lived experience every day. And it's not the only factor, but it's one of the biggest ones. And every day that goes by, I lean more into that and I see the absolute truth of it. So I would love for us to talk about, to your point, like letting our emotions guide us and using them to navigate Mm -hmm. life. One of my dear friends, Scout Sobel, who wrote a beautiful book called The Emotional Entrepreneur, her big statement is you are safe in your emotions. Mm -hmm. And she lives with bipolar. So she knows all about the broad spectrum of her emotions. Her path in life has been forced to navigate every aspect of her emotions because of how it manifests in her life. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to talk about that and how your experience with your emotions and how they guide you and how you even have learned to let them guide you. Hmm. I will say that I feel like for a very long time, I did not allow myself to really feel a lot. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't feel a lot. In fact, I feel like I, I was one of those people that was like, I feel everything. Right. Right. I feel everyone's emotions. Yes. I take on everybody's stuff. I'm an empath. Empath. Yes. 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 <laughs> and those things are true. But then I feel like there was a point where it essentially my emotions blew with the wind. Yes. Like one minute I was over here and the next minute I was over there. Yes. And then like, depending on who I was talking to, if they're having a bad day, all of a sudden now I feel like I have to carry this 50 pound weight of emotion. Wow. Yeah. And for a long time, because I was numbing myself to my own, mm-hmm. it was easy for me to carry everybody's stuff, but I wasn't caring about the way that I felt. And it was reflective in my own life because essentially my life was very much dictated by the energy that everybody else was putting onto me. Then there comes the conversation around like, what are your boundaries? Like, what is your energetic boundaries? Like, right. How are you navigating this world? And then how much of you are you giving to other people before you even give it to yourself? Mm -hmm. And then more recently, I feel like I've been, on this journey of personal growth and really honing in on, I feel like I've like low-key been like taking bits and pieces and like bite-sized information here and there, but I feel like I've really taken a deep dive within this last like year or two. Yeah. One of the main concepts that came out of that is just really just focusing on how you feel and what is that telling you? What is it telling you about the situation? Is it telling you that the situation needs to change? If I'm finding myself in a space of anger or frustration or jealousy or just sadness or depression, because for a long time, I battled bouts of depression and I couldn't figure out why. And it's like, oh yeah, because you're just everywhere. 
but where you should be, which is with yourself at home with those roots, right? Profound, profound. There's a very big temptation to let our emotions and to your point say, oh, it's other people's or we take on other people's stuff because we're running from ourselves ultimately. Mm -hmm. But there's a big temptation to do all of that and let our emotions overpower us, I think, Mm -hmm. because we're really not comfortable being with ourselves. Yes. I say this all the time because I'm very open and I'm continuing to be open about the healing journey I've been on. Mm -hmm. It requires enormous amounts of alone time. And I'm not here to say that all of that alone time was easy for me. Mm -hmm. It was extremely hard, lonely as hell, painful. I would not have had any of these breakthroughs I've had without that. And that's when you meet yourself and you meet God in that moment and there's nothing else left. We talked a lot when we met about meditating on what would happen if everything in my life was just stripped from me? Mm -hmm. Because that's really all we are. Like, what is left? Who am I? If everything that adorns my life and that, you know, is outside of me was just stripped away. Yeah. And we know people throughout the ages have told that story because they were stripped from it. And that's when they met themselves for the first time for real, for real. And of course, God. Mm -hmm. And so... I just feel that our emotions are often this blueprint and map, like you said, Mm -hmm. that help us find our way back to ourselves. Yes. Yes. What do you think about that? It's funny. I actually just finished a book, finished reading a book rather, (laughs) called uh, Buddha and the Badass. Yeah, Yeah. And one of the sections talks about something called the beautiful destruction. Mm. And oh gosh, that's amazing. And essentially it is just that it's the removal of, he talks about it specifically around like the idea of like things that are no longer serving you having to die. And I think it is one of those things where if you essentially want to have any form of prosperity or growth or abundance, right. Mm -hmm. In your life, how can you catch blessings with full hands? Another mic drop. (laughs) But it's true. Yeah, it's true. You can't, you know, there's no space. There's no space. There's no room. If you're talking about, you want to buy furniture for your house, but your house is full with furniture you can't do, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You have to do some spring cleaning. You have to unload. And part of that looks like in order to do that, you need eyes, right? You need to be able to see that your house is full, Yeah. right? How do you know that your house is full? How am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Is my life full of emotion that is not wanted? Am I angry all the time? Am I sad all the time? Am I depressed all the time? Sounds like your house is full. Yeah. Time for you to move some stuff out and do some spring cleaning. Mm. Why? So you can invite the new. Invite the new. We do have to invite it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just show up. Nope. Until we invite it. And we know there's so much power in inviting something or someone new in energetically. Yes. It starts energetically. Yep. Peter Sage talks about that too. He talks about inner world follows the outer world. Or the outer world follows the inner world. Rather. And action is just the last, last step. A lot of people are living from just actions, but if your emotions are all over the place, the actions we take are all over the place. Yes. They're not in alignment at all. 
100%. I would love for you to talk to me about, it could be a situation or just your general perspective on how emotional guidance has helped you in your breakdowns and breakthroughs. Emotional guidance has helped me in my breakdowns. It's funny because I actually just went through something with somebody very close to me, somebody very special to me. Yeah. And they were essentially very upset with me. Mm. And they were upset with me about something that I had no control of, but because of the way that our relationship had previously been navigated, they essentially were trying to hold me responsible for things that were not mine. Mm-hmm. And I was essentially in a lot of ways, like by talking with this person saying like, this belongs to you. This does not belong to me. Wow. And they got really upset with me and they were really hurt. And I got off the phone with them and I essentially broke down in my shower mm. and I cried and I was so emotional about it. But then I had to really think about like, why is this driving me so mad in this moment? And it's because one, I've had some momentum going on this for a very long time, very long time. Two, this person means a lot to me. Yes. And three, it's telling me that something needs to change. That's right. And what I found is that when I was able to let it be, and care about the way I feel in that particular moment in time by taking myself on a walk, taking that shower, rubbing myself down in my lotion, doing things that I know is going to make me feel good, be around people that I know make me feel warm and make me feel that love and turning my attention away from the things that, because just because the problem is there, doesn't mean that I necessarily have to beat the problem to death. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like I don't have to do that. Like it can be easy. So let me just turn my attention away from it, make myself feel better, pour into myself. That way I can actually allow my emotions to die down because when our emotions are high in a negative manner, we're not thinking clearly. Mm. There's no logic there. Therefore, problems can't be solved. That's right. So therefore, it's a pointless situation at that point. It's a lost cause. Put it down, walk away and come back to it when you feel better. Because you'll come back to it with a pair of fresh eyes. Yes. And it was funny because I was able to do that. That person was able to do that. And we were able to come back together. And now we're good. And when I tell you that was a week ago. That's right. Yeah. This is the work. You know, (laughs) we're in 2022, which is the vibration of the earth is raising so strongly. And we're all being asked to work through partnerships and relationships differently. Yes. Conscious relationships is the term. I use it all the time. But what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. You just explained it. <laughs> you just explained it. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to navigate relationships that way because of how all of us have been raised, mm-hmm. taught by example, witnessed in our culture and society that other people are just, that we just get to let them walk all over us mm-hmm. or we get to not speak our truth mm-hmm. or we get to be codependent on them and it's up to them to validate us. Yes. And it's not mm-hmm. friendship, lover, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, boss, mm-hmm. mother, father, sibling. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. This is the new way of relating to others, especially the ones we love the most, which we're often the least truthful with. Yes. Because 
We don't want to lose them. Exactly. And in my own experience, not speaking my truth, particularly to someone that I love dearly, yeah, nearly broke me and them. Mm-hmm. And I'll never do that again, mm-hmm. ever. And it was one of the biggest lessons for me because we often think that by not speaking our truth, we're protecting them and us. What we're really doing is hiding and running, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And our emotions end up just being the teacher and the guide back to our truth. So that's what I want to go into next. Mm-hmm. How do we get to a place where we see our emotions as a guide, as a teacher to actually owning our desires and our truth? By caring about the way you feel. Okay. That's another mic drop. <laughs> I'd like you to tell me more about that. Caring about the way you feel. Yes. Mm. Yes. I can't take credit for that. I will say that that is a message that Abraham Hicks talks about a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is a message that I have definitely followed all throughout this personal journey. Is yeah. What do I want to feel in this moment? Mm-hmm. What do I want to feel in this moment? Do I want to feel sad and angry and frustrated? Do I want to? Okay. Stepping back and looking at the situation and recognizing the fact that all these emotions that I'm feeling, that is a choice. Yeah. I don't have to feel this way. You can't make me feel anything. (laughs) But if I stay in this situation, I'm going to continuously be reactive to my own internal experience of the situation. Yeah. That's right. I don't have to do that. Right. I can walk away. Mm-hmm. So with that knowledge, I'm like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take some time to actually care about the way I feel in this particular moment. In yes. Time. Yes. And yes. just do something that makes me feel good. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like over the moon happy. Sure. Being angry is a lot better than being depressed. <laughs> yes. And being and moving through it and just moving through it and just like, just working through the emotion until you no longer feel it until you can get to a space of just like, I'm calm again. Yeah. I don't right. necessarily have to be joyful at this particular moment in time. Right. And recognizing that whatever I'm feeling in this particular moment, it just is what it is. Yeah. I am where I am and it's all right. And also it's going to get better because it, always gets better. That's why all is well and getting weller. Mm, It'll pass. Emotions are temporary. Mm -hmm. This has actually been a big breakthrough for me in Mm -hmm. my own healing. If you really sit back and can observe, almost observe your emotions first, one can see how temporary they really are. So yesterday I was out of absolutely nowhere from no particular situation Deeply anxious, sad, nervous, fearful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where's this coming from? Mm -hmm. And I sat and meditated and prayed. And the answer was clear. It was just more healing that was coming up for me to focus on unworthiness, which is a big aspect of my healing journey, just unworthiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm entering a chapter of my life right now that is very blissful. And of course, the unworthiness is coming to the surface again. Yeah. Because can it really be this amazing? 
Mm. Can all this really unfold? Is all this guidance I'm getting really true? Mm. Am I really worthy of that? Have I worked hard enough for that? Do I deserve that? Right. And the reason our emotions sometimes really torment us is when we can't connect them to something that happened. To your point, when something happens and you know you're reacting and your emotions are, are coming up in reaction to that, mm-hmm. sometimes that's easier for me at least. When they're coming out of nowhere, yeah. Wow. And that's how you know you're getting more in tune with your inner being because mm-hmm. our inner being just starts talking to us, not when it's convenient, by the way, mm-hmm. you know? And I moved through it. And today I woke up. Can't even tell you the miracles. Can't even tell you, you know, a big part of, for me, I have to cry to release a lot of these emotions. If I try to bury it, they'll come up again. So I've learned to just cry and and move through it. And I felt last night going to bed so much lighter. And this morning I woke up and of course it's been a magical day. So this is the work, like this is the journey. We all have it. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're really saying is to, not be at odds with your emotions, yes. but to really partner with them. Yes. Don't be afraid of something that was built in you to help you. Mm. As you study being a therapist and holding that space, talk to me about mm-hmm. what you're learning as you study that. And when you think about putting yourself in the position of holding space for someone's emotions, which is ultimately what therapy is. And they're asking you for guidance on how do I navigate this? Why do I feel this way all the time, et cetera, Mm -hmm. right? So talk to me about what you're learning in that process. (laughs) I feel like I'm learning so much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But one thing that I can speak to definitively when it comes to the process of emotion and just from a therapeutic lens is, yeah, using your emotions as a tool to regulate and using these spaces to just regulate yourself. Mm -hmm. Much of the work that I think is going to be a challenge when it comes to like dealing with relational issues and relational challenges, particularly in like couples. Right. There's actually a master therapist named Sue Johnson, Dr. Mm. Sue Johnson, or I don't actually, I don't know if she's a doctor, but Sue Johnson. Yeah. And she created a modality called emotion focused therapy. Mm -hmm. And one thing that she talks about is the pattern in the dance that couples will do whenever they are used to being in some form of interaction with one another. So if they argue, like they may go back and forth with one another, but there's a whole other internal world that's happening on both ends. That's informing the way that they do their dance. Yeah. So you have to explore those inner worlds so that that person can be aware of the way that that other person responds. And that way you can hold more space and understanding for why it is that they're reacting to them the way that they are. And sometimes hold the mirror up to show them, Hey, you're doing that thing again. And I want to be empathetic towards what you're doing, but you're doing that pattern again. And I want to just reflect it back to you. Can we do things differently? But rather than you, we are doing that thing because Mm, I can't do the dance without you. Yes. Wow. Good. That was a good therapy moment for me. (laughs) We, I think a lot of people are scared of we. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about romantic relationships, which is where the biggest triggers come. There's no doubt. This is true. We all desire we, 
Mm-hmm. But to create we is a very different story, a very different thing than desiring it because it requires so much patience, but also understanding of the other. Mm-hmm. And I always say to understand another is really where love comes in mm-hmm. because you have to want to understand them mm-hmm. and not make it all about you and not make it all about well, this is why this is hurting me or this is why, you know, it's like, talk to me about creating we. This is going to sound a little counterintuitive, but I'll say this, I won't speak for everybody else, but I found that in my personal journey with romantic relationships, particularly in couple relationships, it's a whole lot easier for myself to join the we factor. Mm -hmm when I understand the me factor. Yeah. Cause then I can understand, okay, this is how I'm feeling about this particular situation, or this is how I responded to this particular person due to what they said. Yeah. How much of this is my ish (laughs) and how much is this is theirs. And then recognizing the fact that like, there's not always going to be a time where we're always going to agree, yeah. but I can hold space for yeah. where it is that you are at this particular point in your journey, but I don't have to make myself a part of that portion. So therefore we don't have to do this like chaotic storm with one another. Yes. Like I can be the calm while you are spinning around and doing sure. whatever it is that you're doing. And when you come down and you're ready to be good. Or when I'm spinning around and doing whatever I'm doing, you don't have to be a part of that. Yes. My partner says this all the time. Like, just because you're drowning in your stuff doesn't mean that I'm going to jump in with you. Yeah, that's right. But I am going to wait. That's not love. That's not love to jump in and just do the thing that the other person's doing simply because they're doing it. You're both going to drown and die. Why would you do that? Exactly. Help that person by offering them the raft. Yes. It's their responsibility to grab hold. And then Mm -hmm. you can pull them in because you love them. Oh, I feel that so deeply. Even yesterday, the tools that we garner on these, on our own journey, help us with this, right? Because yesterday what came up, I would never have dumped that on him. Mm. I would have just told him what was going on Mm -hmm. and then approached it where I was to your point, like navigating the emotion and not just expecting him to alchemize the emotion for me and make me feel good. No, no, no. It's like, I would have still done the things I did. Mm -hmm. Took some space for myself. Take a walking to me is like everything. I walk almost not too much, but like people would think I was crazy with how much I walk. (laughs) I I just, I have to walk a lot now. It's like, I can't survive without walking the way I do. And the old Lauren would have reacted. And now it's like, I would have just moved through it myself. Mm -hmm. I think the next evolution of me is feeling safe enough to ask someone to hold space, but I do believe it is our responsibility to first navigate the emotion or just feel it first. It's not even about why, but then it's feeling it. And then it's like, why is this coming up? What is this trying to show me? You know, asking for a sign, whatever it is, whatever your practice is. And then we can come back to our partner and talk about it, right? And what we learned. And I'm grateful for that practice because I think that's what creates a lot of unnecessary turmoil in relationships, you know? Yeah. It's the sitting and crap factor. Yeah. Right. Like you think that because this is your partner, you're like, no, we have to talk about this right now. Yeah. Because I'm mad right now. Yeah. Like, exactly. 
No, no, you don't. This is actually the time when you need to be talking to yourself. That's right. Get an understanding about how it is that you're experiencing this situation. Don't go to your partner to try to get an answer because they're not going to be able to give you an answer because they got to deal with their own self. That's right. They can't help you because they got to help themselves first. And then once they're good and they're on solid ground and you're good and you're on solid ground, then you can walk the path together. Mm. You're going to be a damn good therapist. (laughs) I can't wait for this. (laughs) I want to ask you just to kind of tie this up. I do believe our emotions are guideposts to our deepest desires and truth. Even yesterday, what came up for me was it's in relation to something I deeply desire that I'm very afraid Mm -hmm. of and afraid of losing or afraid I'm not worthy of it. And the spiral begins, but they are guideposts. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're guideposts to our truth, to our deepest desires. That's all emotions are to your point. They're such a gift because they come up to show us our desires, to show us our truth. And then to show us how we're running from those things ultimately or hiding from them as I've done throughout my life. I would love for you to talk about that and how we can evolve to a place where we do actually own our deepest desires and our truth and not let our emotions spin us out and take us further away from them, but actually seeing that our emotions bring us closer. Mm. By understanding and i hate to go back to the whole thing of care about the way you feel but the baseline thing is really asking yourself over and over again how do i feel about this particular thing at this particular moment in time Mm -hmm. how does my inner being feel about this Mm -hmm. because really that's where the real truth lies Mm -hmm. like i can tell you right now that like there are certain things that i thought that i wanted so badly so badly. Mm-hmm. But when I really think about it, I'm like, this really does nothing for me. Yeah. Maybe it was something that I wanted so badly, but I have evolved past it. The emotion, the emotional tie, the emotional drive, the feeling of joy, excitement, expansive, explosive emotion of just like, I am so excited to just be here, to just talk with you, to just mm-hmm. laugh and have fun yeah. and play. And it's like, right those feelings that you had as a kid, yes, right? Yes. Cause like, I personally feel like kids are like the closest thing to God. hundred <laughs> percent. And we have that inside of us always. We do. It's up to us to let it come out, just rediscover. And don't allow being realistic and yeah. being so goal oriented. And I got to get all my to-do lists and I got to do my da-da-da-da-da. And I got to make sure that this is done and da-da-da-da. Like those things are necessary. We know this. But in extreme, they're just a manifestation of our desperate attempt to control life. And if that's the only thing that's actually driving you when you get throughout the day, how exactly do you feel about that? Not. Mm, that's a great. Mm, yes. Not what everybody says. Like, oh, I got, I got all my to-do list done. I'm so happy about it. Okay. Is that actually making you happy? Does that really fill your heart with joy? Like mm-hmm. unbridled joy? quite a question to ask. And when's the last time you actually felt that? Oh, I'm so grateful for the wisdom that you have, for everything that comes through you, for all that you feel safe enough to share. I really can't express enough how grateful I am that we met and that I just can see your purpose is exploding and I can see 
God knows how many people you've already helped, but I know you're going to help so many other people. So thank you for being brave enough and courageous enough to speak all of this out loud and to talk about your own journey and truth. It's where it starts. And I want to acknowledge you for that because it takes a lot of courage to do that. Thank you. And thank you for lifting up the curtain so much for me, even in just a few conversations we've had. It's it's pretty powerful to meet your soul family. Call them in. <laughs> Call them in now. I would love for you to give, you know, one to three rituals that you would love to offer someone listening to help them navigate and embrace their emotions as guides. I will give the first one, okay. which is something that I'm I'm still trying to actively work on. Yeah. But I can say it's done wonders for me when I do it. Looking yourself in the mirror every morning mm. and telling yourself that you love you saying, I love you. And then telling yourself all the reasons why you love the person that you see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Way harder to do than it sounds. And it's critical. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like we're so easy to give our love out to everyone else in the world, that's, that's especially right. as women. Yep. You know, everybody needs our love. But when do we give that love to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Really? This is the journey. And then... Doing one to two acts of kindness for people around you. Yes. And showing them that they are a blessing in your life. Yes. That give and receive is just. Abundance. Yes. And you're creating the flow. You're unlocking that buildup, that blockage that was there. Mm-hmm. Just got to release it. Yeah. And then the third really just tapping in, tapping into what does my inner being think about me? And what does my inner being think about this? Yeah. This experience that I call life. Yeah. Because I promise you, your inner being thinks wonderful things about you. Yeah. Amazing things about you. So asking your inner being, help me see myself the way that you see me. Mm, Perfect place to end as always. My beautiful friend, you are so gifted and I'm so grateful for you. I can't say it enough. I would love for you to let people know where they can connect with you. Yes, uh, you can connect with me on my Instagram. That is Rez Irie. That is R-E-S underscore I-R-I-E. Perfection. Mm, Thank you, Ebony, for being here. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, Low.